I was a kid, I laid awake at night and heard the sounds of trains. There's a lot of things I didn't understand. A lot of things I'd do different if I could. I don't want to be criticized. Nobody takes me serious here. Like you? Who in the hell says I gotta like let go of this? How can I let go of this? It's who I am. It's all I know. I wish they froze me in a block of ice till it was my time when I was ready to make my move. Before I started doing this acting stuff, I was afraid to get up in front of me. I didn't go to the moon. I went much further. Right now, what kind of theater does this country need? How about a theater with black and brown actors who had been convicted of serious crimes and had spent years in prison? Actors who want a chance in a society that has no time for them. Actors who ache for change. You know, that kind of a theater. For the last decade, Richard Holder has taught acting at Otisville State Prison and has formed a company of formerly incarcerated men studying the art of acting at HB Studio. Prison Monologues is a podcast that reveals the actor and his story. I didn't go to the moon. I went much further. One of the Mexican breads over here, they call it conchas. It sounds good. You have it with jelly or butter or just by itself? No, just like that. Just that in my cup of tea. Ah, sounds nice. Louis Moran was introduced to acting and theater at Otisville Medium Security Prison in Richard Holder's weekly acting workshop. Lewis's first role was playing a father talking to his drug-addicted son in Richard's play Fathers and Sons. Lewis has since performed in HB Studio Zoom Productions, Talk to Me, and Inside Out, directed by Richard Holder. Lewis is joining Richard and me, Alan Winson, from a small town in Mexico. Lewis, thank you so much for joining us, joining uh, Richard and, and myself, for joining us on Prison Monologues. Uh, where are you right now? Right now, I am in Mexico, uh, a town called Guadalupe de Recreo in the state of Oaxaca. Uh, how big a town is that? Oh, uh, it's not big. I'll say perhaps 2,000 people. Yeah, in the whole, wow. I think it's 2,000 people in my apartment building. Yeah. <laughs> and, and where are you specifically now? You're in a, 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 a diner or where? No, I'm at my friend's house. She has a pharmacy, and I'm at her place right now. Oh, at her house. At her pharmacy at her house. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, she has a pharmacy right there in her house. Ah. Right. Lo mismo. Right. Ah, yes. Okay. All right. And, and what's, the, what, what kind of, what's the weather there now? Not cold, I assume. No, it's, no, it's not. It's very hot. Ah. Very hot. <laughs> it's very cold yes. here. It's, good. it's down in the mid-30s, going down to the 20s here in New York City, so... I, oh no! It's like probably like ninety-eight right now over here. Oh my God! Did you uh, did did you grow up in Mexico? I grew up. I spent most of my life in the United States in New York. Uh, I was only here in Mexico perhaps for my first four years, and then after that, I uh, I got taken to the United States. Uh, can I ask? It sounds like you came in illegally. Yes. Yes, I was brought over by my my father in '87. Right, and yes, and and is is he now a citizen? Is he still here? No, he is back here in his uh, home country, and he's at he's at home right now, resting. Oh, okay, in where where you are? Yes, 
Wow. Yep. Okay. All right. And the rest of your family is there? Or do you have some family here in the States and some in Mexico? Well, I have some I have some family in the States. I have my sisters. I got nephews. I also got aunts, cousins, all of that. I got a whole bunch of family, but I also have family over here too. I have my parents, my mom, my dad, my grandparents, my I got a lot of family here. Do you work there? What kind of work do you do? Well, right now I'm not working. Uh, I'm start working perhaps in about a week and a half. Being that I did some um, sewing when I was in the penitentiary, uh, one of my family members in Mexico City told me that they'd be willing to give me a job so I could start with them. At. Meanwhile, I, meanwhile, I try to learn a little bit more about computers so I could see some, I guess, another employment in Mexico City. Right. So you plan on moving to Mexico City? Yes. You wrote to us uh, before we had this program that since you were released from Otisville, medium security prison, uh, that you've been traveling a bit around your country. Where have you, where have you been going? Well, I've gone to Playa del Carmen, all the way to south of the country. I've been, well, I've been moving around to Puebla, uh, been going to Morelos, Mexico City, Querétaro. You know, I'm just, it depends on the circumstance. Right. You know, I've just been traveling a lot. Right. Had you not traveled earlier in your life? No. When I was uh, over here, I never left this town. This yeah. is all I knew. That, that's it. That, I bet that's an experience of many people that live in your town. They just, they stay where they are. They don't move, move yeah. around. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what they do. And what, what, what made you decide that you were going to, that you were going to travel? What was the impetus that got you going? Because I always thought that there's not much for me to do in this town. And if I have a chance, if I'm able to seek employment somewhere else and try to, uh, I guess, bring, uh, take my family, you know, forward, move them forward, then I'm going to have to go and seek. Because from what I see in this town, I'm not going to be able to do it. Do you ever plan to come back to the United States? Um, having, having given the thought, I had pretty much resigned to, uh, I guess I made up my mind that, you know, I'm going to stay over here and I'm just going to make the best of it. Right. Are you at this point a U.S. citizen or, or, or not? No, no, I am not. Any place else you want to go besides Mexico? Well, uh, being did. that Belize is right there, like south of the border, I would like to go to Belize once in a, uh, I guess, once in my lifetime to just visit. Uh, I always was intrigued to go over there. Um, Rich uh, asked you to do a monologue for us. Do you have something prepared? I, mean, I, I, I always like to yes. start the program with a monologue. So could you tell okay. us what you're going to be reading? And I'm doing the Talk to Me. Yeah, great, great. Okay, this was from our last production this summer, Talk to Me. And okay. a little bit about the character before you begin. The character, he is a, a father that's pretty much fed up with, you know, trying to convince his son that, you know, he's in the same side with him. He's trying to, trying to make him understand his point of view. Great. And he's also, he's, yes. a, he's a stepfather too which, you know, puts him... And he is a stepfather, so that's even, right. you know, it's double the job, I guess. Yeah. Right. And this piece All was right. written by you, Richard, yes? Yes, yes, I wrote. This is from uh, uh, from Fathers and... Is it from Fathers and Sons? Uh, uh, no. No, I this is this. So. It's from This Is This, yeah, which is another piece. All right. Okay. okay. Here we go. Okay. Look, 
you can blow all of this off and think I'm full of shit. But I had a prick of an old man and still got the marks to prove it. The only reason I stayed was to try to protect my mom. But when she died, I left out of there the same day. Best move I ever made. Because I got lucky. Lady from the summer youth program helped me find somebody I could talk to. And let some of that shit that was eating me alive out. It didn't happen overnight, but after a while, I started to realize that all my fear and anger, laziness and depression was from being beaten down when I was a kid. And it wasn't my fault. And I had to learn how to start trusting people again. That there are decent people out there. Maybe I'm even one of them. When I met your mother, let me tell you, I knew it was different. I knew things had changed. We are good together. We are right. And we're gonna make this work with or without you. And believe me, son, we both wanted to be with you. Maybe she said some stupid careless things when she was freaking out because of your dad and whatever, but you need to talk to her about that. Tell her how you feel. Get that off your chest. She loves you and that won't ever change. As for me, I don't know. Well, I guess, I guess I like a chance to be the father I never had, if that makes any sense. Nice. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, are you in the pharmacy? Are there other people there with you? Right now, no. Um, I got left alone. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, would it would it have bothered you if other people were in the room while you were doing that monologue? Well, sometimes it does get very crowded in this pharmacia, in the pharmacy. And it's hard to concentrate with, you know, everybody staring and, <laughs> and some of them perhaps trying to get in there, trying to get your attention. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, mom. <laughs> yeah. Um, the first time that you um, saw this monologue, how has it changed over the period of you doing it? How has it become your monologue? Well, I'm beginning to relate to the character and some past experiences that I have, I could relate them to the, uh, some of the words that my character was saying. Can, can you share some of those uh, uh, relationships or, or similarities? For, uh, I mean, yes. Uh, for example, he had a hard, uh, very difficult relationship with his father. And I also had a hard relationship, a difficult relationship with him. It wasn't until perhaps uh, I say six months ago or eight months ago that we're starting to get along and understand each other. Be before that, it was it was a difficult relationship between me and my father. But right now, he only tends to his animals. He has a sheep. He's a farmer. Uh, he was a, he had alcohol issues. And behind that, it, uh, it, well, I say, uh, not to use it as an excuse, but I say that uh, in part, that was what led me astray and uh, anyway, I guess led me to the streets. Yeah. Me wanting to get away from him. And this, of course, was your experience in New York City when you were young. Yes, it was. Right. Yes. Right. How, how, about your, how about your mother? What kind of relationship did you have with her? Mm, it was, uh, I, I, would, I would say, the very good relationship between me and my mother. I always had the uh, confidence to talk to her, uh, to tell her about uh, what I was going through. Um, 
relationship with my with my mother was very good. Yeah. It was always good. Yeah. I mean, w- one of the things that I'm hearing is that a relationship with the father, the father and son relationship, is, is yes. really important to the young man. And yet now, you are able to have a relationship with your father. So what, yes. what changed? What changed? I guess I started to realize that just all the time that I just spent away from them and for me to keep arguing with them or I guess trying to correct his flaws wasn't doing it, wasn't helping the relationship. So I just kind of left it alone. I understood what he was going through. Did you feel like at a young age that you could stop him from drinking? At a young age? Yeah. I couldn't. Did you try? I did try, but I couldn't. Like, it wasn't until the, the age that he has now that he pretty much uh, controlled his uh, alcohol issues. Right. He doesn't drink like that anymore. Uh, are you, are you, do you have a family of your own now? No, I still haven't uh, formed a family of my own. I still live with them. I'm trying to uh, spend the most time I can with them and taking care of them because yeah. they're older now. So I'm the one that pretty much tends to them. Perhaps one day in the future, I will have my own family and we'll be all, all about big family. You are clearly, Lewis, interested in acting. When, when did you, was it when you first met Richard that you got interested in acting? I always liked reading novels. I always liked reading novels. And I remember when I met Rich, and he asked me to do him a favor because somebody had missed the class that day. And he asked me to read the the, the lines and he liked it. Yeah. He liked it the way I did it. And I, like I said, I, I was into books. So it, it felt easier for me to just get into character because I wanted what he, I knew what he wanted. This is at Otisville uh, in, in Richard's uh, acting workshop. I guess. Yes, it yes. was. What what kind of novels did you read? Well, I've read everything from fantasy to uh, history to, to everything. I guess one of my favorite, one of my favorite books, I guess the trilogy, three books is uh, Troy by David Gamel. But I'm also, that's when it comes to the fantasy part. But I also read like if I come across self-helps, I will read self-help books, religious books. Right. Anything that would pique my interest. Great. Are you going to continue acting? Do you do any kind of acting besides, besides what you do with Rich? In, in- well, I never did acting before doing it with Rich. Uh, now that I've got, uh, I guess, deported to my country, uh, I am seeking um, ways or way to get in there in the acting industry. I uh, submitted a couple applications to theater uh, auditions. And yes, I am... I am continually searching for ways to get in the acting business. Are there any opportunities in your area? Not in this area right here. I would have to go to Mexico City right? because that's where the major uh, film industries is at. When you first met Richard Holler, what was that like? He seemed like a calm person and he still is at times. (laughs) (laughs) Very good person. Un gran amigo. Un gran amigo, my great Muchísimas friend. gracias, señor. And I love working with him. I love, I love the way he teaches his classes. I love the way he does the practices. I love, I love the way he works. I've also had the privilege of seeing Luis, Luis live on stage in our production of Fathers and Sons because he was saying he was an understudy. He was in the class, and then one of our guys got transferred, 
and I needed somebody and Louise stepped right in and really delivered, I would say, don't tell anybody else, one of the most powerful performances in that show. I mean, people, <laughs> after that scene, people didn't know what to do. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it was, again, it was a, another father and son thing, but it, and it was a tough, tough scene. It was very controversial. A lot of people were upset by it and Louise just nailed it. So it was really great. It was a scene, it was, just as quickly, it was a scene between a father and a son where the son has been arrested repeatedly for, you know, drug use and, and breaking and entering and stuff like that. And, and the father always bailed him out. And this time the father says he's not going to bail him out. And he leaves him there at the precinct with the kids screaming at the end. It was a, I mean, the audience was just devastated. But, and it also affected Louise very strongly too, because as much as it was a tough thing to do, it was very, very difficult, you know. Let's hear another monologue. Do you have something else prepared for us? Okay. And Louise, is that is that music there at the at the pharmacia? Oh yes, that's in the back. Yeah. Can you hear it? Is it too? Yeah. No, no. I mean, it's 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 Mexico, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, that's where you are. <laughs> we were we were rehearsing one time, and I kept hearing a noise. I says, Louise, what's that? And he says, it's the goat. You know, so we had a goat in rehearsal <laughs> one day. So. <laughs> you want me to do the mom montage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. mom. You got that? All right, good. Yes. And this is just to set this up. This is this this is uh, from our last show, Inside Out. These were letters, three letters that were written from men to their mothers while they were incarcerated. And this particular letter was written by Jason Morales, and uh, and Luis uh, performed it. Ma, I regret that you took my words as hurtful. Please believe me when I say that was not my intention. I'm sorry for any pain I caused. Sometimes I just want to feel a little extra love from you. I try to open it, you just shut me down. I need you to see that I'm growing up, not quitting running away from responsibilities. I don't care how much you lash out at me. I love you. You may not be used to me reaching out for your attention, but I'm afraid of losing you before we ever get a chance to really know each other. Forgive me for being unable to communicate effectively with you. Please hear me out. When I have a chance to finally talk with you, I feel so happy I wind up just smiling stupidly into the phone with nothing to say. I'm driven to make you proud of me. I know if I could give you something you could cherish even when things are bleak, you can smile on it always saying, my son gave me this. I can show this love by creating, protecting and sustaining my very own family. If I could survive this cold, alienating and isolating world, I could begin to mold and nurture a universe as a gift to you, to show you that I did good, that I am good solely because of you. For me to reach this goal, I got to focus my energy and effort so I could finally realize the potential you wanted for me. Every time you smile back at me, it's like a dozen glorious sun shining with all the warmth I could ever ask for, saying, that's my son. I love you, Ma. Your son. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got me, Luis. It got me again. <laughs> okay, well, that's good then. I still have it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you still got it. <laughs> what are you as an actor thinking when you do that? Are you thinking of your own mother or are you going someplace else? Yes, yes. I do think about my mother. I have flashes of her face in front of me 
why try to um, try to relate the message? This is a really kind of a tough question, but where where was your mother when when you were incarcerated? Because she wasn't in the states, right? I mean, she was. No, she was in the states. Yeah, she left uh, along with my father in two thousand and four or the beginning of two thousand and five, while I was still incarcerated. Uh, I remember them coming to visit me for the last time. And my father had uh, was telling me that uh, he felt old, and he felt tired, and he was going to go back to his country. And he didn't want to leave me, neither my mother, but they had to leave. They just, they just wanted to, I guess, come back. And my mom wanted to come back to her parents and stuff. And they just told me, uh, God willing, you come out, we'll wait for you over there. Yeah. What did that, what did you feel like? Uh, I imagine they were one of the more important people that came and visited you while you were in yes. incarcerated. Um, at first, I felt a sense of abandonment. I mean, I was already in there doing the time by myself, but I knew that now my father and my mother were gonna be miles and miles in another country. And I wasn't gonna be able to have access to talking to them, to talk to my mom, especially. Because like I said, I always had a good relationship with her. And well, it was, it was a difficult situation. I mean, through all the years that I had to do and me uh, thinking about her and how uh, her well-being and stuff like that, it was tough. It was tough. But thank God I finally made it here and I'm with them now. So as soon as you were uh, released, you came, you came home? Yes, I did. Uh, Louis Moran, thank you so much for joining us here on Prison Monologues. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And uh, I look forward to your next performance. I've, thank you. I've, I've enjoyed them over the summer. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. And Richard, okay, is there thanks. anything you'd like to say to Louis before we um, close down? No, just, just, I just, I'm hoping that he does continue to, you know, once he relocates to a, a city or whatever, that, that he will pursue yes. acting work because I really believe Louise that you've got the potential to to work to work as an actor you you really really have it and we saw it today I mean I said you know it just you're able to just drop inside of that like you said before maybe it's all that reading you did I never knew that about you that you did all that reading but you were living in all those worlds and you got comfortable living in other worlds and and I think that's why you can yeah. do it so easily you know you just put yourself in the novel you know or in the play and exactly and so, I, and that's that's something that you you can't learn. That's something that you got to have. And that's why I encourage you to just keep at it. And I do hope someday you will be able to come back here because I look for the day where I will be, you will be on stage. I'll be saying, Luis, now, and I'm giving you notes yeah. in, in person. That would be really, really nice. I'm starting to believe that you know, as as we've learned this year, just about anything can happen in in a bad way but i i believe that also anything can happen in a good way and, and i just have faith that we may be surprised by the turns of events and by things that that occur that who knows who knows like we said i just to tell you i mean just the idea about Luis is that when when he went back to mexico i thought like okay i'll never get to work with him again and then the pandemic hit which was horrible for everybody but then all of a sudden i called him and i said Luis, you can come back to class because it's online yeah. And that's how, you know, and so we have really kind of continued to work together. That's a miracle, is it not? That's yes. already a miracle. So like, 
what it's just one more step for you being in the flesh you know what i mean on the stage you know with with my calm self you know i've been called a lot of things Luis, but i've never been called calm i don't know how i feel about that <laughs> there was one other question i want to ask is that are the vaccines for covid being uh, handed out in mexico Supposedly they're being transferred, I guess, to the medical units, and I guess they're gonna start distribution. Or, but as far like where I'm at right now, it's all the way at the south of the country. We're not gonna see it till. I guess we're gonna. I guess we're gonna be one of the last ones. Right. Well, you're wearing your mask. Keep wearing the mask. Yes, I do try to wear the mask because. Uh, Actually, it might be the cold, but there's some people walking around with the sneezes and uh, coughing and oh, be yes. on the safe side. I uh, just wear it. Good, good, excellent. Good. Thank you very much, Louis Moran. Thank you, Richard Holler, for another prison Thank monologue. you. Thank you, Alan. Right. Thank good you, to Rich. see you. And Louis, will I see you tomorrow at the.